listening to Total Information AM. I'm Megan Lynch with Debbie Monterey. A divided Colorado Supreme Court has removed former President Donald Trump from the state's primary ballot under the U.S. Constitution's Insurrection Clause. His campaign says it plans to appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. Let's go now to the Quiver River Electric Guest Line. Joining us to talk about the Colorado ruling and how it could impact other similar cases across the nation, CBS legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum. Thane, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Debbie and Megan. Why don't you walk us through how this case got to the Colorado Supreme Court? So remember, the idea here was that in 1868, just a few years after the end of the Civil War, where the 14th Amendment was written to provide due process rights, the equal protection for former slaves who will now be part of the citizenry, there was a subsection in the 14th Amendment that said, guess what? If you were engaged in an insurrection to overthrow this government and you had sworn an oath to the Constitution, you can't run for a number of different offices here for public life. Who was this for? Well, originally for Confederate generals, right? Didn't want anybody who was fighting in the Civil War at a high level to end up as a United States senator in Alabama, right? Uh, It's gone. Now we're at 2023. So one question is, does that still apply to this, right? It was it was it hasn't really been used very much in all of those years. And it has certainly never been used against a presidential candidate and a former president. So what the Colorado Supreme Court did that was sort of extraordinary. The first thing is that they said there was an insurrection. No court has ever ruled yet that that whatever happened on January 6th, some people call it a riot, whatever they call it, but no one's actually ruled it is an insurrection. This the Supreme Court did. The second thing they said, Donald Trump is responsible for the insurrection. And Donald Trump's lawyers are going to go, where did that come from? No one, I believe my, my client, they're going to say, has never even been criminally charged for an insurrection, including in the case in Washington, D.C. Now, all of a sudden, a Supreme Court out in Colorado is making a factual finding that he's responsible for it. And then the third thing is that they said, despite the fact that the word president doesn't appear in that disqualification clause, Section 3 of, of the 14th Amendment, we think it applies to him, too, right? Even though it says Senate, Congress, it doesn't actually say president. So those are three sweeping rulings. Uh, It was a divided court. Even the dissenting justices, judges, by the way, were Democrats. So my guess is you're going to see this before the Supreme Court pretty soon. And that is the interesting part as well, because, of course, the only place it can go from here is the U.S. Supreme Court. So some people are going to say, well, it was all Democrats or people appointed by Democrats who made this ruling in Colorado. But then others will say, yeah, well, it's all Republicans who are going to rule in Trump's favor on the U.S. Supreme Court. So do you worry at all about, you know, people finding the courts to be far too political? Well, you know, the we're our nation, you know, we're so polarized right now that, you know, everything that's being done that appears to be anti-democratic. Remember, what, this, is, this is what's extraordinary about this case. The Supreme Court of Colorado is telling its citizens we won't let you vote for this guy. Remember, the, you know, the founding fathers really believed in representative democracy. They loved the idea of people going to their local polling stations and voting for people. So this is sort of amazing. Like the Colorado Supreme Court, unelected officials are saying, we think that the Constitution disqualifies you from running for office. And therefore, none of our people, even they can't even sign a write-in ballot for you. 
just think this is such an extreme opinion. I would not be surprised if even some of the liberal justices on the Supreme Court voted that uh, the Colorado Supreme Court had exceeded its authority. We're speaking with CBS legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum. Colorado officials, Thane, are saying that this has to be settled by January 5th. That's their deadline to print their presidential primary ballots. Would the Supreme Court, the highest court in the nation, actually fast-track this due to that timing in Colorado? Well, I think they would fast-track it, but not because of that. They fast-track it because normally Supreme Court decisions, big ones, come out in June. June, we're done with Super Tuesday. We're done with all the primaries, right? Other states will jump on top of this Colorado decision and, 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 and try to do the same thing. Remember, some states have already failed. That's interesting. Michigan, Minnesota, Oregon, New Hampshire, they tried this and it didn't work. Some other states would say, hey, it worked in Colorado. Let's try it here. So the Supreme Court, I think, is under a time pressure, but I don't think it's January 4th. I think that they'll, they're going even the Colorado Supreme Court stayed the case until early January. The Supreme Court may extend that time, but I wouldn't be surprised if they fast track it because they have to. I don't know if you would know the answer to this, but what happens if the Supreme Court doesn't weigh in and Colorado goes ahead and leaves Trump off the ballot because of the Colorado Supreme Court decision, but then a bunch of people just write Donald Trump's name in as a write-in candidate? Will that work or no? Stop scaring me. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) What is it with you people? You're scaring me. (laughs) I mean, when I hear that, right, I think civil war. (laughs) I think... You know, that that, you know, what you've got all these cases against Donald Trump, his base already is like on fire. You know, already they see this in the way that he's he's said this is, you know, anti-democratic election interference. You would be saying not just Colorado, other states would jump on top of this. So you would have the leading contender for the Republican nomination left off the ballot in democratic states so that you couldn't even vote for him in the popular election. I just don't see how the country could could absorb something like that. Uh, Again, he's the leading candidate. It's not like he's, you know, polling low numbers. Um, You know, the, the founding fathers believed in representative democracy. They wanted people to vote and express their views. And so I do think this is very problematic that the Supreme the Court of Colorado took that right away and said, we're not we don't trust you with it. And you're right. They, they'll still file right in ballots. But remember, the secretary of state of Colorado won't count them because <laughs> he'll say or she'll say, hey, the court has already told us we can't accept these ballots. So that's the why the reason I just can't believe the Supreme Court won't act because they would think, God, if we don't act, it'll be such chaos. It'll be our fault. We had to step in and render a ruling. By the way, they should for a lot of reasons. But one reason is this is about the 14th Amendment and what it means. Their job is constitutional interpretation, right? Their job is to go, we're really smart. We all went to law school. We know what the Constitution says. Let us tell you what we think Section 3 of the 14th Amendment means. I can't believe that would avoid that responsibility. One other option that the Colorado GOP has tossed out there is that they could hold a caucus instead of an open voting primary. Would that cover some of the problems that you just mentioned with the write-in candidacy? It could, except that, again, it still just looks, right? It's what I was afraid of when I said, God, you know, 
there there has to be a point at which the election looks like it is in the hands and the will of the people. So anything that I think is trying to get around this, you know, in order to figure out a way to uh, either achieve the same result uh, if the Supreme Court uh, you know, overturns the Colorado Supreme Court. I just think that any of these maneuvers is what Donald Trump's going to say. Look at all the politics here that's being engaged because they know I'm ahead in the polls. And all of these cases, none of them would have been brought had I retired to Mar-a-Lago. Had I just simply said, I'm done, <clears throat> I'm going to hang out at the pool, none of these cases. So then the question is, why have they all been brought? They've been brought to stop me. So given what we've already discussed, other states have uh, not ruled the way Colorado has. Are there any other outstanding cases like this in other states that we're waiting on? Oh, yeah. I think there's 22. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they're in in some form. That's why I'm saying that three have four have already failed. This was the fifth. And my understanding is that there's at least up to 22 states. So I don't know if that's 17 more, whatever more. So everybody's been watching, and I think that after the first four states failed. Hey, by the way, uh, this was attempted after January 6th for people that ran for Congress who happened to be at the Ellipse or were in the Capitol building, right, where it said you can't run for Congress, you can't run for local, whatever it is, federal office, and those never worked either. So the fact is, one argument here is it, it may apply, but it doesn't apply to the president. And that was the other thing that was extraordinary about this decision. But even with respect to lower positions, it hasn't worked. So it would be interesting to say the Supreme Court said it never worked with Congress and you're going to disqualify a president. Well, Thane, thank you so much. Always appreciate your insights. Thank you.